Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things the culture doesn't want to talk about. And that might scare you. Hey, so today, this is podcast number four. We thank you guys for tuning in to the previous podcast. But we're going to talk about, are we a Christian nation? And this idea of separation of church and state. So Nathan, you and I are pastors. We we understand a biblical worldview and and we understand God's God's. Uh, concepts and his truths, and I feel like pretty well. Um, but but when it comes to the United States, we also believe in freedom of religion. We want people to be able to worship freely, however they want to. And and I just like you, I would never tell someone you have to be a Christian because God doesn't do that. God doesn't force Himself on anyone. But but so. Really, doesn't that lend itself to, we just need to be a secular atheist nation, a nation that has no religious principles whatsoever. People can do whatever they choose to do. And it seems like we're hearing the talking point from the left and from liberals that that's really kind of what our founders wanted. This idea of separation of church and state was from them to make sure that religion had no place really in the public square. That's what you hear a lot from from the left or from people who are anti-God or for whatever. And even from Christians. There are some Christians I know that that believe the same thing. So let's dive into that today. Well, they, they say that until they want to try and use the Bible to push on one of their policies and then they quote it and they quote Jesus left and right, right and trying to, you know, tell us why the way to take care of our neighbor is actually by making government take care of our neighbor. Right. Right. Instead yeah. of just what I personally do yeah. in in the way I live my life. So it's it's um something they don't they don't want the word of God in your mouth because it has authority. They want it whenever they can use it. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So this idea of separation of church and state really was birthed out of a Thomas Jefferson letter. And if you don't know this, Thomas Jefferson wrote uh, it's a small letter. It's a three-paragraph letter. He wrote in 1802 to the Danbury, 1803, to the Danbury Baptist Conference in Connecticut. So this is a Connecticut Baptist Conference. And, and there's a pastor that had written to Thomas Jefferson who was expressing his fear of the state coming down upon the church because they had just come out of what they knew to be the monarchy in England. And they knew how oppressive the the, the throne was to to different differing differing uh, religious beliefs, right? Absolutely. The, the 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 Church of England is founded by Henry VIII, right? Why? Because he was Catholic. Yeah. He doesn't want he wants to divorce his wife. And they won't and, let him. And they won't let him. <laughs> And so I'm gonna start a new and, church, and, he, and, and, <laughs> and I'm gonna kill everybody who disagrees with yeah, me. <laughs> and you, you know, you just happen to have the Reformation happening at that point, so he's seeing other people break out from underneath the authority of, yep. of Rome, and and so he starts the Church of England, which you know. Then, so Henry VIII, real quick. Is that the I'm Henry the Eighth? I am Henry the Eighth. I am. I got married to the widow next door. <laughs> She's been married seven times before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's the same guy. He's trying to create. He creates a, a the the religion of the state, which is you know the Anglican Church, right? And he calls the ball. He doesn't have to answer to Rome anymore. Yeah, and that is exactly what the people who came over to escape that. Yeah. These are the pilgrims and the Puritans. Yeah. These are the ones who came over to get religious freedom. And they know this is in fact what happened in England. Yeah. We just want to know, is America going to have an official church or are we going to have denominations? Like what's going to happen yeah. with this? That's what Jefferson's addressing. Yeah. And actually, you know, 
I actually don't believe that denominations are a bad thing. I believe they're a good thing, you know, because it, it enables you to, to, to read the book with some freedom. Yeah. And to, and what book are we talking about, by the way, Micah? Yeah. Are we talking about the Quran at this no, point? Absolutely not. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson is the first guy to go and buy a Quran. Yeah. First, first president to go buy a Quran. Why? Right? Because of the pirates. Yeah. Because he's, he's, yep. he's, he's taken on the Barbary pirates, yeah, right? right? Yeah. And he and wants it, to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So he does that. But when they're talking about religion, when at the time of the writing of the Constitution, they're not talking about all the religions of the world. They're talking about the Christian faith. Yeah. And how are we permitted to read the book. Yeah. I'm from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania had William Penn yeah. who who came there. And all the, the different people that would come, they found that Pennsylvania was a very safe place to go because the Quakers were there and the Quakers- Oh, they were from, getting, they were getting uh, killed big time. Out in, in, in England, in, right? Yeah. But now over here, you can read the book the way you want to read the book, right? And we can have the arguments about it. There's freedom of thought yeah, there. Yeah, right. You know? Right. So going back to Thomas Jefferson, when he wrote this letter, so he's basically telling this pastor, he said, hey, you're free to worship and to teach how you want outside of this. And don't worry about the state coming in because there's this wall of separation of church and state. Well, what's happened since then, we have now seen that flipped upside down. We now have a, have a society that says, well, because of separation of church and state, there is no place for the Christian faith in the public square. You can't have the Ten Commandments on a, on a courthouse wall. You can't pray in school. You can't even kneel at a football game if you're a coach with your team and pray with your team at a public school football game without getting fired. And if you don't think that's the truth, that's happened multiple times. There's national stories about coaches that have been fired because they prayed with their team prior to the game. And and so how did that happen? How did we get to that place where it's so counter to what our found our founders knew we were a Christian nation? Now they you could argue were they Christians themselves? Well, many of them were, but you the wanna, vast the vast majority. majority. Yep. There were two deists, because people say, no, they were deists. No, there were two deists. It was Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin. And even Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin will will argue the things of heavenly principles over and over well, again. And, and 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 Ben Franklin at the uh what was it? The first prayer in Congress. He he goes. He he says, "Hey, you know what? I know that God intervenes in the affairs of men." Yeah. Well, that's an anti-deist statement. <laughs> Deists don't believe that Here's God inter- think- intervenes in the. By the way, most people don't even know what a deist is. Yeah. It's the idea that God put everything in order, started the ball spinning, and walked away from the ball, and just said, "Right, good luck, ah, good luck, whatever." <laughs> and and that's not at all. He's saying, "I understand." that God intervenes in the affairs of men and we should get on our knees and pray. And you know what? They got down on their knees and they prayed and they came up a nation. Yeah. You know, here's, if you want to say that about Ben Franklin, regardless of whatever he did in bathtubs in France, right? Oh, dude, he was was hanging out with them. Whatever he did. (laughs) Here's what you have to say. The guy... The guy makes a powerful statement, right, towards what he actually believes that's happening. It was never meant that the state was to be protected from the church. It was that the church would be protected from the state. Right, yep. So, and then you have, so how we've gotten to that place. Then in the 40s, you have a a Supreme Court justice named uh, Hugo Black. And he was the justice on the Supreme Court. He, He 
led the charge to overturning uh, this this uh, long tradition in our culture of of understanding the Christian faith has a place in the public square. And he turned he we he now implemented this the words of Thomas Jefferson. He pointed to that letter and he said, "Hey, because Thomas Jefferson said that, really we need that this needs to be a, a secular nation. We need to get rid of religion altogether within the public square because Thomas Jefferson obviously said that. Well, that wasn't an official document. That was a private letter. That's to right. A Thomas Jefferson said a lot of things and, and did a lot of things. No kidding. That so, he shouldn't have done. Can yep. we make can we make national <laughs> policy based on those things? And Come I want on. I want to highlight who Justice or who Hugo Black was. He was a KKK member who led the charge earlier in his life to free a man in the court of law who had done unthinkable things to people who had different color skin and different religious beliefs beliefs he freed that man and he was one of five lawyers that stood up and fought for this KK another KKK member who had just murdered who murdered a bunch of people for their their looks and their faith so now you have a supreme court justice who you can tell is just a wicked he's got a wicked heart he's got wicked motives he's very he's very bigoted and racist and now he's making this statement saying hey we should be this this anti-god nation and i'm thinking to myself whoa if we don't if we if we don't want anyone speaking into like you know faith in our nation it's certainly this guy this guy you stay far away from the morality of our nation because your morality is so jacked up to begin with you're now changing the course of our morality as a nation. Are you kidding me? And here you have, you have people on the left who champion this guy. And it's just like they do with Margaret Sanger. I mean, he, she's, she started Planned Parenthood. She, she literally started Planned Parenthood in inner cities across the nation to eradicate black people from the nation. Like that was her whole goal of Planned Parenthood. Now you have the left, they elevate Planned Parenthood, they elevate separation of church and state by people who were so immoral, people who had a moral compass that was that couldn't tell north from south and east from west. And so I just, I go back and say, hey, that was not what the framers intended. That's been warped. And we've talked about the last couple of podcasts. Isn't it interesting how the devil takes something that's good and he warps it and he yeah, warps totally. it, flips it on his head. It's exactly what's happened with separation of church and state here in our nation. Yeah. It, it, you, you have to understand context. And that's, you know, even when we're talking about the creation of law and, and even whether law is upheld when it goes to the Supreme Court, you know, talk about strict constructionists. Why? Because, because it's important to know what that document meant to the people who wrote it. Mm-hmm. It has to fit inside that context and, and to understand it what was going on at that time. If you don't understand it like that, then you just go, well, that statement's really old and it's archaic. And and too many people, they don't learn why that document says what it did. Why is it that 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 they were fighting for this concept? You think you've got stuff flipped around. You think government gives you freedom. No, it doesn't. God. No, God gives freedom. Government is built to Protect freedom yep, yep. and to make to secure sure secure those rights that the natural law, the God who created natural law, is given. Absolutely, yep. but because we flip it on its end, then we end up taking as authority things certain leaders say. And you know, Thomas Jefferson wrote some good stuff too. Yeah, but but you don't base it on one man. The yeah. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, it's not based on one man. It's based on all these founders coming together to say, we agree yeah. to this. There's life that fits with God's word. This is true. Yeah. 
You know, George Washington, in his farewell uh, address, he said this, the propitious smiles of heaven can never be expected on a nation that disregards the eternal rules of right and order, which heaven itself has ordained. Basically what he's saying, he's saying, hey, there is a God, there's a God who has created right and wrong, and no nation can expect the blessings and the protection of that God if we don't uphold what heaven says is right and wrong. Mm. And now look at where we've come. We've, you know, in the Northwest Ordinance, this was kind of the precursor to the Constitution of this, in the 1780s. They, the, the founder, many of the founders and the framers had their hand in writing this Northwest Ordinance. And they talked about education within our nation. They said, if we're going to be a nation that has good education, we need to teach three things. We need to teach religion, morality, and knowledge, and they listed them in that order. And in nineteen, in the forties, we got rid of religion, you know, or well, with Justice Black, and then we ended up in the sixties, we kicked God out of schools mm-hmm. altogether, right? So when we got rid of religion, so you're not allowed to have religion in school. You're not allowed, and as shortly after that, knowledge or mor- morality started falling out out the window. Mm-hmm. So now look at the immoral things that are happening in schools totally. across our nation. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? And look how stupid our kids have become. So knowledge has gone out the window with it. Well, why mm-hmm. is knowledge? We're now saying, no, we want knowledge. And we want, I think, sort of moral. We want decency. Like we don't want people mm-hmm. killing each other. But why can't we Why can't we get those two things? Well, because we got the thing that was the foundation to those, those other things. And that was, we kicked that out. We kicked religion out. That was the foundation. And because we don't have that, we can't expect what was the first what was the first book used for the teaching in our schools in this the nation Bible. it was the bible was yep. the bible printed by congress did we use tax <laughs> dollars to print Bibles. the bible absolutely. absolutely did we send them to the to to the different to the different indian nations yes we did we yep. sent them like come on you cannot say one yeah. and then say the other you're 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 revising history yeah. and you know, you know james madison the author the father of the constitution so he was he was really the brains behind obviously there were men, there were multiple writers of the constitution but they we we consider him the father of the constitution he he said that he pulled the inspiration for the three branches of government right from isaiah 33:22 which says this the lord is our judge the Lord is our lawgiver and the Lord is our king. It is him we look to to There's save us. There's the three branches. The three branches of government, the judicial branch, the legislative branch, and the executive branch. You're telling me that we're a nation that believes that there's this separation of godliness from the public square. Are you kidding me? Our founders didn't believe that. They never intended for America to, to be a free and a society that up that the city on the hill that Reagan, Reagan uh, spoke of. We, we could not be that. We continue to be that if we push religion and, and faith out out the window, it's not going to happen. You know, the, uh, so much of our way of thinking, Micah, it, it it requires us to know history. Like, If you know the Bible, you have to know history or yeah. it won't make sense yeah. in many ways. You can't get the fullness out of it. So you have to be people of history. We have to be people who are desiring truth. We have to be people of reason yeah. and logic. Yeah. And we're, we're losing our way as we a are. nation. Yeah. Well, hey, that's uh, the end of our 15 minutes here on Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. We talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about. That scares you. Hey, we'll see you next time. See you later.